Hey, welcome back to Everyday Economics, a podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every single day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 501c3 nonprofit Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support podcasts such as Everyday Economics, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording today's episode on Monday, January 23rd. And joining me as always is my friend and colleague, the great one, Dr. Orfe DeVonghese, a PhD economist. Dr. O, eyes are on the Federal Reserve again. It's time to talk about the business of the business of the business. Yeah, the real business. <laughs> where are we right now? And I'm going to ask you a question about how much and when. So where are we right now? And get ready for that tough question on what the Fed's going to do. The Fed funds rate is what, 425 to 4.5 right now. Big jump from last year and throughout the pandemic where we had a, a near zero interest rate environment. And I guess now the big question is, the economy seems to be slowing, right? We saw uh, ISM index falling. We saw uh, goods and services slowing. We see retail sales falling at the end of the last year, right? So we're seeing signs the U.S. economy is slowing down, right? Uh, even the labor market, it now takes a little bit longer to find a job because hiring has slowed considerably. Good news is layoffs still low, but hiring is slow. We saw a massive, massive decline in residential investment in the last second half of 2022. Housing starts falling, which tend to, historically at least, tend to predict the U.S. economy is going into a recession. We see the yield curve really, really inverted, the most inverted it's been ever, which also has been historically a sign the U.S. economy is going into a recession. And so the big question is, does the Fed need to do more or can the Fed kind of ease a little bit on the rate hikes? Okay, so the last X number of hikes, and I'm not going to, I don't want to get the number wrong. I don't have the, the markers in front of me. Every increase has been either a half a point or a half or, a point, 75 basis points. That's kind of a record, right? Four consecutive. I think we had four consecutive massive jumbo hikes. And then it went down to, I think, 50 basis points. And now we're talking about potentially 25 at the next Fed meeting. And you know, conventional wisdom, conventional economic wisdom tells us that interest rates have to go above the rate of inflation in order to bring inflation down. And so that's kind of the benchmark that I've lived with up until now. You know, and if you look at the data historically, at least before the year 2000 or so, that was always the case. The Fed funds rate would go above the rate of inflation. And then shortly after, inflation would come down. And so if we went by that, then inflation at 6.5% right now would mean that 6.4, 65 I don't, I don't remember the late, latest reading. Oh, by the way, average hourly earnings at 4.5% last month, one year ahead inflation expectations at 5%, according to the survey of consumer expectations. What that would mean is that we would have to raise rates to at least 5% or more in order to bring down inflation. The Fed funds rate would have to go up from where it's at today, between 4.25 and 4.5, by another a half a point to 75 basis points, right, uh, to 5% in order to bring down inflation. That's conventional wisdom. How long has it been since we've had a Fed rate at 5%? Late 1990s for that? Or would that have yeah, been in the mid-2000s? No, mid well, well, maybe, maybe not, maybe not necessarily. I think if we check on maybe right before the Great Recession, I don't have that date in front of me. But yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been at least 15 years, right? At least. 
Now, what's interesting, though, is that there's a very interesting blog post, a little exercise by uh, an economist that I love and respect. His blog post is called The Grumpy Economist, John Cochran, a senior fellow at the Hoover Institution at Stanford. And John actually argues on his blog that when you have a fiscal shock like we did during the pandemic with the stimulus money, that fiscal shock can lead to persistent inflation. But then he mentions that basically the Fed can offset that fiscal inflation. Right. And and right. And we're seeing that the Fed is doing that right now. Right. A little bit late to do that. But the Fed is doing that you know, by raising interest rates. And that, you know, you could do that once and that inflation could actually stabilize without further central bank tinkering. And so I thought that was really interesting because that, that he, you know, he, he had this beautiful post that basically showed that, you know, you, you know, you could just mitigate it and you, you, and then you could leave it alone. And, and the example he showed was, look, during the post great recession period, inflation was low and deflation threatened. But the, and the Fed acted to lower interest rates. And once the Fed funds rate reached the zero lower bound, right? Meaning it couldn't stimulate the economy demand further by lowering interest rates further. We didn't end up in a deflationary spiral. And other people were calling for deflation because the Fed couldn't stimulate the economy any further with lower interest rates. It didn't happen, right? In fact, inflation kind of stabilized, you know, lower than we wanted it to. But it stabilized. There was no deflationary spiral. And so perhaps you don't need to continue tinkering with the interest rate, raising the Fed funds rate further and further in order to avoid an inflationary spiral. So then let me ask you, is it possible that the Fed has done enough already? The good news is maybe the Fed has done enough and maybe the Fed could just do a little bit more like they're planning to do, like 25 basis points. And then they'll kind of take a wait and see approach. And the reason I say that is market rent, which leads rent in the CPI and the consumer price index is already falling. And rent is roughly 40% of core CPI, right? So discretionary spending is also plunging, right? We saw retail stars starting to decline very rapidly. And so perhaps that will be enough to prevent any larger Fed hikes going forward, despite inflation still above 6%. I think most experts out there see inflation coming down to under 4% by year's end. And so, uh, and so, you know, if we're in that path or not on that trajectory already, perhaps it would be uh, doing too much to raise interest rates by a lot more without taking into account the fact that the U.S. economy is already slowing, inflation's already coming down. Maybe a more wait-and-see approach by the Fed would be the right approach at this point. I appreciate the thoughts. The Fed gets together January 31st through February 1st. For Orfe Divangi, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com. Freedom and liberty are important to all of us. If you're looking for civil, intellectual conversations with those shaping the future of freedom, try the Future of Freedom podcast with me, Scott Bertram. We speak with leaders across the country in the greater conservative and libertarian movements. In-depth conversations about where the next intellectual battles will happen across the country. It's the Future of Freedom podcast. Find it at americastalking.com or wherever you get your podcasts.